you wonderful people? Coach Rissa here, back with more life experiences for you. I hope everyone has been well. I hope everyone has been thriving and successful and wonderful and happy. And if not, I hope you have been working towards those goals. Now, I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast. I am so sorry about that. Life began to life and, well, you already know when life life, it's like everything goes wrong. Everything goes haywire to no end. But being that it is about to be June, so June is going to be an interesting month. Why? Because there's a lot of things happening personally and just in the world the world in general you know um it is pride month it's father's day month it is west indian heritage month all my west indies all my west indian people what's up what's where's he seen what's a guan all that sapase all of that um but i wanted to start this month with giving insight as to who influenced Narissa to be how she is today. And the reason why I wanted to give insights, I had to, I had to catch my train of thought there for a minute, is that because of Father's Day, considering I just spent the one year death anniversary of my birth father um, this past April... And then I had a conversation with my my stepdad, my other father, um, yesterday. And he and I touched on a topic. And I felt the need to talk about this topic. And I think it was the first time he heard me speak about it. And had the realization that I had that mindset so young. So, we're going to start from the top. Now... If you know me, if you grew up with me, you already know where I'm potentially going with this. If you don't know anything about me and you met me in my adulthood, stay tuned. Get your your napkins, your paper towels, your pieces of paper to wipe the tears if you have tears. I'm okay, but it might make you teary-eyed. So, starting from the beginning, I am the third child for my biological father. May his soul rest in peace. I am his third child. I am his last child. No matter which way you slice it, I am the baby. I am the only for my mother. I am my birth father's third child. And when my stepfather came into my life, I became his fifth child. And he has all girls. So, (laughs) yeah, no matter which way you slice it, I am the baby. Remember, I am 32 years old. Okay? Keep that in mind. I am 32 years old. From the age of shucks, I don't even know, maybe one, two, three, something like that. In the early stages, before four. Um, I already understood that men, certain men, let me be specific. Certain men make promises, but those promises can be empty. And that was my birth father. My birth father would make simple promises. Simple promises that you make to a child, such as calling them for their birthday, 
um, getting a toy because they did well in school, you know, getting them a gift because they did well in school, things like that. He would make those types of promises and never, when I tell you never, never a day, never follow through. So by the age of four, when my stepfather came into our lives, I had already had the mindset that people, especially males, will make you promises and not keep them. And I told my father, I call my stepdad my father, I told my father this yesterday as we were having a conversation and he made the comment that every time he would leave, I would cry. So I had to explain to him why I started crying around him. My father was a marine engineer, so he worked offshore a lot. It was very much X amount of time on land, X amount of time in the, in the waters, you know, that type of thing. So from a young age, I was used to that. So the first time he left, I was four. And, you know, my mom explained to me the type of job he has, the whole on land, on sea thing. And I was very nonchalant because, remember, I had already set in my mind that no matter what a man says, what a male person says, they're never going to follow through. So when he told me, like, he sat me down as, as a kid, you know, you sit down and you teach them something. And he explained to me everything my mom already told me. Like, he explained to me his job, what he does, the time frame and the time situations of being on land and being in the ocean. And I was very much like, okay, sure. Because I did not expect to see him again. So when he told me I'm going to be gone for, I think it was two or three months. I think it was one of those either two or three I was like okay and you know thought I was perfectly fine with it what messed me up and messed me up in a good way was the fact that he came back when he said he would and I was like oh okay this is different I met a male figure who promised me they would be back at this specific time and he actually did it wow so now i became very open i became very much like okay then maybe this is different maybe this is different maybe people are different people are different when the crying came into play was as we started to build and everything as father daughter as a family things like that with whatever was going on with the world at that time, the time frames began to change. So when they said, okay, you're out for three months, something happened on the waters and it becomes an emergency or this big thing, now you have to stay out an extra month. Or when he was home, oh, he's home for a month and then by two weeks, some emergency happened on the boat but he's the only qualified person, he got to go out. Now my time is cut short with my dad. So those are the things that used to make me cry because now I'm in this topsy-turvy seesaw type of thing where I know when he says something that he's going to follow through, but I'm still seeing remnants of broken promises happening. And the broken promises are not necessarily from him. Because he can only do what he's told in that situation because of contracts, because it's his job, things like that. But it was from the men around him that I'm looking like, bruh, bruh, 
You can't keep your promises like my dad. You told my dad a month. It is only two weeks. I still have two weeks left. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was a mini thug in my mind (laughs) at that time. And for me, when I cry, crying shows my frustration. Crying does not show my sadness unless I'm watching a movie and the scene is really sad and I'm relating it to my life. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, that's really sad. But for me, crying is frustration. Crying is anger. So I was more so angry that these men who are not my father is having a control over the time frame that was promised to me, promised to the family from the job. You know what I'm saying? So that was very, very, oh my gosh, that was very interesting to to say the least. So I want you guys to stick around for part two because part two is definitely where I dive deeper into why Nerissa is the way she is when it comes to Father's Day, when it comes to fathers, when it comes to men in general. This is where you're going to understand my dynamic with my birth father. I wanted to do this around uh, the anniversary of his passing, but being that Father's Day is coming up, I'm going to save that for this week. So... Stay tuned for part two. Thank you for listening. Again, follow me on social media, on Instagram at N-E-R-I underscore B-E-A-R. Follow my massage business, H-A-N-D-S-B-Y-R-I-S-S-A. And follow my new nutrition page, H-B-R Nutrition. Um, It's all lowercase, all together, no spaces, no nothing. If you are looking for a change in your life, personal development, losing weight, building muscle, all that good stuff, just a change for yourself, change in income, things like that, message me on any of those um, accounts and I got you. Thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you soon.